0: Good evening fellowship, would you guys stand with us as we worship? can be seated.
1: It was that silent night when the stars turned their gaze to marvel at the earth. When the heavens gathered breathless round the lowly stable. When a young mother wept tears of worship falling on the baby in her arms. And the song of the earth arose in Bethlehem soft as the tender beating of his heart and all was calm all was bright yet could this be the same god of abraham the conqueror of israel this baby this fragile life is this child the one who burned his name in rapture across the gasping skies whose voice spoke the oceans into crashing rhythms, who crafted the mountains into guardians of the firmament, whose hand ignited the thirst of the deserts and the warring surge of the elemental hosts, who breathed life from dust, broke the oppressor's rule, scattered the chains of his people like sand, and led them through the wilderness with the pillar of flame the one whose presence billowed thunderous on Sinai's peak, who surrounded Job with the roaring wind, stood defiant in the raging furnace, wrote judgment against tyrants, and blazed on the lips of the prophets, scorching history's pages with the fury of his might. Could this be the same God who chose to come as the vulnerable king, setting his throne on straw and manger, drawing forth the tears of shepherds, receiving the gifts of wandering travelers, his fame unknown in this world. He is Jesus, the one who thunders through the heavens, yet whispers to our hearts, who reigns victorious, yet bows to serve the broken. He is God in the fury, God in the silence. He holds this mystery balanced in his hands, holds our questions till they lose their need, until all we
2: see is him.
0: Lord Jesus, we have come here to meet with you. And Lord, we're to call back to the story of the scriptures that God would look at his people walking in darkness and decide that he was going to come and live with them, to suffer with them, experience what they experience, to put on their experience and to die the death that they deserved. But Lord Jesus, it all starts tonight as God looked from heaven at a manger where he places incarnate power and life in the person of Jesus. And so Lord, I pray that the wonder and the beauty of the story that God would look at us and come to us in our need, would just capture our hearts tonight. Lord, we love you and we're so grateful for this time. We pray all these things in your name, amen. You all can be seated.
3: Welcome, fellowship. We're so glad you guys are here tonight. Merry Christmas to everybody. This is my family. We're the MacMahans. I'm one of the pastors here. My name is Jason MacMahan. This is my son, Josiah, with the awesome pocket square right here. Noah, Adeline, Melissa, and Lincoln. And so we're so glad to be with you tonight. I know a lot of you are trying us out tonight. A lot of you go here. And we would love for you to know that we meet here every Sunday, including next Sunday, the 31st, because some of you are like us. You have heartbreak in your life, and you have a hard time. Uh, this time of year because you miss people and some of you are just joyous to be here either way This is a perfect place for you to be tonight We're gonna light the love candle and we're gonna read a verse about love for you And I just wanted you to know that to love somebody you've got to jump in it with them And so at the end of tonight if that's something you're like man, I need that Like I I, I hurt I need a family. I need a spiritual family. We'll have people out here. You can come talk to me You can be able to talk to Sam, you can talk to people in the foyer about how do I get connected at this church. So, with that said, one of the fun things we're gonna do tonight, you have these glow sticks and you're probably wondering what these are for. And so we're gonna use these tonight at the end. Ty will give us instructions later about when we're gonna use those. Josiah, you wanna show them how to do it? How to break it? Oh, he's got it. So if you guys will go ahead and do what Josiah did, go ahead and break these right now and shake them. You can put them in your pocket. If you have a pocket square, you can't do that right now. You can put it in another pocket. You can put it underneath your chair if you want to. But we're so glad you're here. We're going to light the love candle. Adeline is going to read a scripture for us here about love. You can't see me. <laughs>
0: For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for bringing us here today and giving us a place to worship, and I pray that... You can just make this season about love and about you, Lord. And I pray that you can just bring love into our families. Amen. Words with me rejoice,
2: rejoice, rejoice, in you shall come to in the soul thousand generations falling down in worship to sing this song of ages to. Well
0: Lord Jesus, that's what we've come here to do is to sing the song of ages to you. And Lord, we stand in awe and we stand in wonder of the beauty of your goodness and your love for us, that you would submit yourself to suffering and to pain and to human flesh and to all the things that we walk through, that you would submit yourself to grief and to heartbreak and betrayal and rejection for the joy set before you, which was your people brought back into your family. And I think of those words, Jesus, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And Lord, if there's anybody in this room that is weary, I pray that the power of the story of the gospel would come alive in their hearts that Jesus came to us in the flesh, was died according to the scriptures, was buried and then was resurrected and then ascended back to the Father. Jesus, you are not done with us. And if there's anybody in this room feeling the weight of loss or grief or the brokenness of a relationship, I pray that they would experience this life-changing hope. So Lord, we accept your invitation where you call to us in Matthew 11. Come to me if you're weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart for you will find rest for your souls for I am gentle and lowly in heart. In Jesus, you have proved that with the manger. So Jesus, we love you. Would you open up our minds and our hearts to receive from you? We pray all these things in your name. Amen. You all can be seated.
4: Well, it is the most famous birth story Of all time, it features an iconic scene that has been captured a thousand times over by authors and painters and musicians and craftsmen and filmmakers and even a preacher or two. It's the story of the birth of a child that would change the course of human history and even all eternity. And this story, this epic Narrative is the reason the entire world pauses tonight to remember and to worship the one who is at the center of it all, Jesus Christ. So here are the familiar words of the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke chapter two. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. There was no guest room available for them. It was a moment when heaven and earth collided. A holy night in the little town of Bethlehem. On this night, the promised king arrived. And it was an extraordinary birth. A conception enabled by divine power. A pregnancy surrounded by scandal. A delivery staged in a stable. And on this night, Majesty entered the mundane. Divinity clothed itself in humanity. And the throne room of heaven was traded for a manger. Emmanuel had come. God with us. It was an instant where the divine will of God intersected everyday life. A moment in time, a night full of epic theological moments such as the virgin birth. The incarnation fulfilled messianic prophecies, the arrival of the Savior. And this all occurred in real time and in the lives of real people. On this night, the sovereign hand of God reached into this fallen world and a love-inspired, grace-fueled rescue mission was launched to save sinful people like you and like me. Let's continue the story. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. After the birth of the child came the announcement of his arrival on earth. An angel appeared, surrounded by the glory and splendor of God. And he appeared to shepherds. The most common of men were visited by a messenger from heaven. It was a surreal moment. A supernatural messenger interrupting the shepherds' night shift as they cared for their flocks and fields just outside of Bethlehem. The shepherds encountered an eruption of the greatness and power of God. The glory of God, it split the starry sky and it shone around them with such brilliance and magnificence that they became overwhelmed by their reverence. And they were frozen in fear. The angel calmed them and the messenger announced his intent. He came to bring news, good news, news that would bring great joy. And the angel spoke the message of God. It's found in verse 11. Today in the town of David, A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. It was good news that would cause great joy for all people. The angel announced the birth of a Savior. This child was not only blessed, but was sent to be a blessing. This child was sent to save. He was sent to rescue. He was sent to reconcile. And the child would be a bridge between God and man. He was sent to be an agent of restoration. You see, you and I have a problem. We have a sin problem. And we are actually engaged in an epic battle for our souls where eternity is at stake. We all inherited this sin problem at birth. We are fallen people living in a fallen world and our sin has created enmity between us and God. And because of our disobedience, we deserve God's wrath. Our friendship with the creator has been broken. But God did not abandon us to suffer the penalty that our sin deserves. He sent us a savior. He sent us Jesus to take our place, to pay our debt, and to restore us back to God. For the child in the manger would become the man on the cross. And this is what the angel was announcing when he said, Today in the town of David, a what? A Savior has been born to you. This is good News And to confirm the news, the the shepherds were given a sign, a sign that was specific and unexpected. The angel of the Lord told them they would find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. And as if the scene could not get any more powerful, the birth announcement was validated by the appearance of a multitude of heavenly hosts. Look at verses 13 and 14. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The scale of the angelic scene above the shepherd suddenly escalated. The divine interruption grew exponentially and the single angel of the Lord was joined by what is described as a great company of heavenly hosts. Now a multitude of angels filled the skies above the shepherds. It's, it's unclear how many angels joined at this point. What constitutes a multitude of heavenly hosts? Was the single angel accompanied now by 20 more angels? Or 50 more angels? Or 100 or a 1, 1,000? A legion of heavenly angels all joined in at this point. And while we're unsure of the number of angels, we're certain of their message. They praised God in the heavens for what he was doing on earth. You see, on this holy night, heaven and earth were colliding. And the angels celebrated glory above, which brought peace below. And at this point, the shepherds were moved to respond. Look at verses 15 to 18. So after the announcement from heaven, the shepherds went to see this earthly sign with their own eyes. They had the word of God. Now they wanted to see the work of God. And they hurried from their fields in Bethlehem to to go and see this thing that had happened. And they found the baby just as the angel had told them. Wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, the sign was observed. The message was authenticated. The Lord had spoken and the shepherds had responded. The Savior had entered the world and they had sought him and now worshiped him. And don't miss this. Their adoration led to proclamation. When they had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told them about the child. The news they received became news that they eagerly shared. They just couldn't help it. This was good news. So amazing, they could not keep it to themselves. And what good news it is. A heavenly message that brings peace on earth. Good news for people like you and me. So I want you to hear it again, but this time. I don't want you to hear it spoken to shepherds. I want you to read it again, spoken to you. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born To you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is a divine message delivered by angels, confirmed by shepherds, preserved through the ages, and spoken tonight on Christmas Eve to you. A Savior has been born to you. And this is news so powerful, so Wonderful, so beautiful, it demands a response. It would be tragic for this to be merely a Christmas story and not a personal reality for each of us in the room. So here's a closing thought. The Savior born to you must be born in you. The promise of God must be received in each human heart. Like the shepherds, we all must see and hear, but then respond. Like the carol proclaims, let every heart prepare him room. So if you come to the point in your life where this familiar story, the most famous birth story of all time, has become a life-altering reality for your soul. Have you come to believe that the babe in the manger is the man on the cross, the Savior of the world? Have you come to a point in your life where you've bowed a knee, surrendered your heart in faith and trust and belief that He can deliver on His promises? You see, religious sentiments, even at Christmas time, without genuine faith in the living Christ, is a one-way street to brokenness. Bible commentator Kent Hughes said it this way. It is not enough to hear about Jesus. It is not enough to peek into the manger and say, how nice, what a lovely scene. The truth is, even if Christ were born in Bethlehem a thousand times, but not within you, you would be eternally lost. We must not fall into the trap of treating the nativity like a fable or folklore. It isn't a legend or myth. It's a night where heaven and earth collided in real time with real people, delivering a real savior to real lost people like me and like you. This isn't merely an epic story. It's news, good news that causes great Joy for all people. So, have you received it? Is this statement true of your life? Tonight, I want you to remember that for thousands of years, the divine hand of God has been at work to rescue us from our sin. God has sovereignly and providentially willed a plan of rescue and redemption for you. He has graciously and lovingly initiated a plan to save our souls. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, into this world to live a perfect life and to die a sacrificial death on our behalf. The son of God is also the lamb of God. And by our repentance of sin and our trust in him, he offers forgiveness and eternal life to all who would come to him. So in response, He asked for two things, for us to repent and believe, to turn from our sin and turn to the one who came to save our souls. Would you pray with me? And tonight I just wanna give you an opportunity to affirm your faith and tell the Lord that you turn from your sin and believe that he is the one who came to save you. And if you're here tonight and you've you've never done business with God, You've never moved this story from myth to reality. You can ask him to be your savior. You could repeat this prayer after me in the quiet of your heart. Lord Jesus, I need you. I want to know you tonight as my savior. And I ask you to forgive my sin. I turn from myself and believe in you. I ask you to save me and I accept your offer of eternal life in heaven. For Lord Jesus, for all in here who would affirm that prayer as the story of their heart, and for those who prayed it for the first time, we say thank you for stepping out of heaven and into this world to restore us back to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And with that good news, we light the Christ's candle. Remembering that this whole season is about the Savior coming to earth to redeem his people. Would you stand with us And let's raise our lights as we sing Silent Night. Sing
2: these words with us, Silent Night.
0: Silent night, holy night, sing it with me. Jesus, we thank you for that silent night, the day that you came to us, the day that you started this mission of rescue for your people. God, we are so grateful, amen. Hey, well, as we leave, we wanted to sing just one more song, and I feel really convicted that if the beauty of this story settles itself in our hearts, there's gonna be one response, and that's joy. And it's if I've been brought into the family of God, that if Ephesians 2 is telling me the truth, that I was a creature of wrath, I was deserving of death, that I have somehow been rescued from that and brought into his kingdom. That ought to change the way we live. That ought to change the way that we think, the way that we celebrate. So as we leave, let's sing these words. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let the earth, let us receive her King. Sing with me, joy to the world.
2: Joy to the world,